0: You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. For as as his share is who goes into the battle, so shall his share be who stays by the baggage. They shall share alike. Okay, so you guys with me there, people stayed back. They had just been in battle. They come back. They find their families are gone. Their city is burned to the ground. They go out after them. They're trekking after them. They're running after them. 200 of them are just too exhausted to continue on. You got to also understand that they wept at the discovery of the city being empty and being burned to the ground until they were too exhausted to cry anymore. And then they stayed there at the river and the, the 400 went out and they reclaimed everything. They attacked the Amalekites as they were partying, thinking that they had won everything, they destroyed them. They recovered all that was lost. Not a single thing was missing. Not a sheep, not a cow, out of place. They got everything back. All families, all kids, everybody returned. And then David in this moment of wisdom says, those that could not come will get the same reward as those that were able to go out and reclaim this thing, to reclaim these things. And again, church, we are in a season of reclaiming. The Lord is giving us permission. You have to understand this too, because David asked if he could go after them. That's an an important detail. And the Lord said, yes. The Lord said, yes, you go after them and you will have victory. And the Lord is saying the same thing to us. He is giving us permission to go out and reclaim what has been stolen. Things like identity, fellowship, truth, prayer, worship, praise, our voice, and our passion. These are things that have not existed in the church for a long time a long time we exist right now in the greatest identity crisis the world has ever seen people just stumbling around darkness trying to figure out who they are and the structures the powers that be including the church have no answers they have no answers of identity because we have departed from that teaching we have departed from the spirit of god and the Lord is leading us into a time where we get to reclaim these things for the church and for, the, for this house and for God's people. We have permission to go out and he is saying that you will have victory. And not only that, but we get to go out and reclaim for those that cannot do it for themselves. We get to go out and we get to reclaim freedom and we get to bring it back to those that maybe can't see it. Maybe they can't get past the brokenness in their stories. Maybe they can't get past the, the hurt from the church. Right There are a lot of people that walked away from the church because of things that happened to them in the church, in a church building, the persecution that they felt. They, they, so they, they don't have eyes to see, but we as Christians have this opportunity. We as the children of God have this opportunity to go after these things. I remember not long ago, well, long ago now, I was 17 years old um, in high school and was just getting introduced to some new things in church. Not through the pastor. We, there was a prayer ministry. This is a mega church. It's a massive building. And there, there was a prayer room. And there was a minister there named David. And I'll never forget him as long as I live. He, he came from Asbury, actually, um, and is a professor there now, which is fun. But um, he began to introduce me and my friend to the Spirit of God. And he would tell us things that as a 17 year old, I had never heard like the Lord still speaks and you can hear him. And I thought, what? I've never heard such a thing. And I started this journey with him. And I started this, this process of understanding who the Lord was and understanding the spirit and getting taught these things. And again, I was just in high school and I remember this passion for the Lord beginning to rise. Just on fire. And there was a group of us. It started with two of us and it ended with about 30 of us kids. Just on fire at the new introduction to these things that were being shown and were being revealed. But what happened in that time is that this group of kids, and we weren't doing anything. We weren't hurting anybody. We were behaving. We were minding our business in the main service. But we got labeled as radical Christians. Radical Christians. Radical Christians. And they fired David for heresy. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm not kidding. This is a true story. My mother worked there, made her feel horrible about the way she was raising me. And they told me and these people to keep this stuff about the Lord talking to ourselves. And I was getting ready to go off to college. And you know what I did? I said, screw this. This is clearly fake. If this is how the, the priests, the preachers and all these people, this is how they respond to someone reading scripture and just responding to what the scripture says. said, forget this, I'm done. The Lord is clearly not real. If this is how his people treat others. I was done. And so began the testimony that a lot of you know of drugs and alcohol and horrible, horrible things that I did and was a part of. For a long time until I was in the darkest place I've ever been and I met the spirit for myself. And I had my own encounter. And then you couldn't convince me of anything else. But it was so funny to me. Just being a baby in this understanding and just just being young and beginning to learn these things. And just beginning to entertain the idea that the Lord might still speak to his children. I got immediately labeled as a radical Christian. And in our society, is radical followed by anything positive. When we label somebody a radical, it's not a good thing, it's a negative thing, right? That's what it is for everyone. You You get labeled as radical, you're horrible, you're bad, you're bad news. And it's a negative connotation, and that's what we have done with the people who have passion for the Lord. We have labeled them as radicals people who have passion for God. And so the passion in the people of God is almost non-existent. There are not many people who are passionate for the Lord because you you will be persecuted for being passionate and you will be labeled as a radical. But let's just look at this for a second. He sent his son to live a perfect life, to be brutally sacrificed for our mistakes then rise again three days later, go to the Father and send us the Spirit that we could be united with Him and not just united with Him, co-heirs and co-laborers, His hands and feet establishing His presence in His kingdom here on this earth. He didn't just get us in. He gave us everything that was inside of the kingdom. You hear what I'm saying? He didn't just open the door, but He released everything to us. That's what He did for you. That's what He did for me. His love For you, how can you say it's anything but a passionate love? So why would we think that our response to him should be anything but a passionate response? Why would we think it should be anything less than passion and fire and zeal and reckless abandonment? He is calling us, the children of God, out to take back that which is ours, to again be a people of passion who yearn for him night and day. And the beautiful thing is, again, in verse 22 through 24, we are going to bring back for others what they cannot claim for themselves. Again, we are going to bring back those that can't see through their brokenness. Maybe those that have never known him are not even saved at all those that are discouraged by the church, those that have been hurt by the church, we get to go out and we get to reclaim truth and freedom and passion for them and bring it to them. Do you hear what I'm saying? The Lord is saying that we have permission. What have we been talking about the last several weeks that we have permission to shoot for the moon, to ask for big and impossible things. And that's what we're doing. I shared last week of testimony of someone who was praying over two people and just began to ask the Lord that they would be delivered from the anxiety and the suicidal thoughts. And in a singular moment, it was gone. Something that had oppressed them for years was just all of a sudden gone. And if you've ever dealt with anxiety or depression or anything like that, when it's gone, you know it's gone. You feel it when it's departed from you. It's a different kind of feeling. It's like a breath. It's like taking your first breath again. And we've been called to do these things and to, to, to be these, these people that will go out and reclaim that which, has been taken, that which we have allowed to be taken from us. But how do we do this? How do we start this? How do we become a people of passion again? I desire that we be a people of passion, not a people who behave and sit in your seat. That we would be a people of passion. We do not need any more theologians. We don't need any more well-put-together, just stoic figures. We need people that are recklessly abandoned in their pursuit after Jesus, that would give their last breath that someone else may know his name. Those that would be as Stephen was, that will look into heaven as those around him are stoning him to death and smile and ask the Lord to not hold this against them. To be these kind of people, passionate. Matthew 6, 21 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So church, how do we become a people of passion again? It goes back to Jay's word. We just simply have to be available to what the Lord wants to do to you and through you. Each and every day, each and every moment, are you willing to be available to what he has for you? all that is required for this passion to be yours again. And maybe for the first time, I was thinking about passion and I was just thinking about, I grew up in church. So I've seen church for a long time and I'm telling you right now, I couldn't with one hand recall passionate people that I've encountered in the church. That's not a lot. 32 years I've, li- I've been at church and I count on one hand, the passionate people, passionate for Christ that I've encountered that just did not care what anybody thought. Their passion for the Lord was contagious. It was infectious. It was all consuming. And they were completely and totally on fire and their life completely and totally belonged to Jesus. It just doesn't happen very more because we've, just, we've made passion to be a bad thing, a negative thing in the church. But it is available to us now. And it doesn't require you to know everything. It doesn't require you to understand everything, but simply understand this that He is good and He loves you. The God of the universe that created everything is good and He loves you. Do you believe that He created the sun, moon, and the stars? Do you believe that? Do you believe that he created this universe that scientists are saying is expanding? Infinite nothingness, continuing. The God that said, let there be light and there has not ceased to be a day of light. The God that established the birds of the air and the fish of the sea and there's yet to be a day where birds aren't flying and chirping. This God that when he speaks continues to create good and beautiful things. Do you believe in that God? Yes. Is that good what he's done? Yes. Can you make the small jump then from that place that he is for you? that's it's so simple. Church, if we could just master standing firm and solid on that truth that God is good and he loves me. Mm-hmm. Forget everything else. What else do we need to know besides that reality right there? That he's good and he's for me. That's all I need to know. The guy that makes the sun rise is on my side. I'm good with that. Like that's all I need to get me through the day. That's all the power. That's all the strength I need. Do you believe that he is good and that he loves you, church? He is good and he loves you. He is good and he loves me. I have to recognize that when I'm beating myself up for something silly that I've done to recognize that he's good and he still loves me in spite of the silly things that I do. And this is one of those things like Sarah talked about last week. Say this, if you don't believe it, if, you, if there's any part of you that doesn't believe it right now, say it until you do. If you have to say it 10,000 times a day, say it 10,000 times a day until you are absolutely convinced that God is good and he loves you. One of the greatest pieces of wisdom that I ever got from a man named Jack Robertson, he said, choosing the Lord is sometimes a one-time decision and sometimes it's a thousand times decision in a single day to continue to choose him. It is our choice to believe in truth or not believe in it. It is our choice here and now to go after that which we have allowed the enemy to take from our camp or stay put. But the Lord is calling us into deeper things that we could be reset. We could, we could come back to the truth in the way he intended for his church to operate. That we could praise again the way we're meant to praise, not by the world's standards of praise through convenience and comfort. Convenience and comfort. That it would be modeled after the heart of God that we could pray without fear, that we could worship without doubt, that we could live obediently to the Lord without fear of any repercussions towards us, but just trust that God is good and he's got my back. He's calling us to reclaim these truths in our lives. And he is asking us to be a passionate people again. I desire for this house to be a house of passion. Not because of what is housed in this building, but because of the people that gather here are people of passion who are fearlessly and recklessly abandoned in pursuit of God, no matter the cost. No matter the cost. If it costs us our jobs, whatever, who cares? I'm going after him no matter what. This is to be the story of this house, the testimony of this house. And the Lord says, when we go out to reclaim it, we not only reclaim it for ourselves, but we bring back and we reclaim it for others. And we bring it back to them. What a powerful thing that people could walk into this house without passion and leave with it, right? What do we do but establish the presence of God in the people's stories around us? That is our job, right? To go and make disciples, to, to allow the Lord to make his appeal in and through us as it reads in Corinthians. We are, we are to be God's appeal, his ambassadors. That As they see us, they see the reflection of the Lord. This is the job that he's given us. And now we have been invited And your personal story, and this is the word, your personal story, you will go out and reclaim that which the enemy has taken from you. I don't know what it is. You do. And if you don't know what it is, allow the Lord to show you. Maybe it's your faith. Maybe it's joy. Maybe it's peace. Right right now, what we're seeing in this outpouring of revival, we're not seeing these crazy miracles. We're seeing the, the release of absolute surpassing peace that is beyond comprehension. It is, is what is being deposited in the world right now, but what exists in the world right now, but chaos, that's all it is. So what do we need? We need peace. Maybe, maybe your story just has nothing but chaos in it. And the Lord seeks to establish peace again. It is yours for the taking. He is saying, go and take it, claim it. This peace is mine. And that's That's all it is. It's you recognizing that this is mine and nothing can take it from me. Mm -hmm. And you standing firm on that truth until you believe it. Say it until you believe it. It's not about a feeling. It's not about an emotion. It's about truth and you declaring truth over your own story. Mm -hmm. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? Mm -hmm. This is what the Lord has for us. And I don't know what part of your story, what aspect of your life the enemy has taken things from but I'm telling you right now, the Lord is inviting you to go reclaim it. And this is, this is what was profound for me in prepping this, is that it is your decision what you do next. And it will affect what Sundays look like in here. If we are a people that are willing to go out and claim that which has been taken. Or not. So let's be a people that go out and take it. Amen. Amen. sundownchurch.com